I am a robot incapable of shame but even I am embarrassed for you. Welcome back to another episode of Two and a Half Pastors. I got Pastor Half, Tom Ronda speaking, uh, accompanied by Pastor A, Andrew Zemianic. Hey, three weeks in a row. I'm feeling really good about our consistency now. So. Uh, speaking of consistency, with us we have a stand-in <laughs> pastor number one, Dan. Hey. Yep, this is... Am I, am I supposed to introduce myself or... No, he's just Dan. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I will say he is a pastor, I am. so he does qualify. Yep, he meets our he meets our extremely low standards. <laughs> Honestly, he exceeds them because Travis isn't a pastor of a church. That's true. Travis is just a DYD. And Dan is recently a pastor of a church. Right. As correct? of uh, two days ago. Two days yeah. ago. Oh, man. So that's pretty good. So Dan and I have actually never met. No, nope. uh, officially, yeah. we're in various Facebook groups together. Yes, sort of. Dan mods uh, a nerd Facebook group. Well, he he's modded a few groups. He mods <laughs> this big nerd Facebook group that's largely for memes and nerd news that we're on, as well as he created the Tom Ronda page that we referenced last week. <laughs> yes, where just it spreads slander and libel about Tom Ronda. Uh, by, accurate, by accurately quoting you <laughs> from your social media. Only half of them. Because the other half are like, Tom Rhonda ran into my grandma's birthday and kicked the cake into her face. Like that which, type of thing. Which but Tom you, has you TikTok no... the whole thing. So <laughs> it was for the no, vine. There's no evidence Tom didn't do any of these things. That's that's, that's an important caveat that mm. we make. That so. is true. Yeah. It's best to treat the page as a documentary until Tom <laughs> is able to prove otherwise. Uh, I like to think so, you know, if you think about it, um, one day there'll be historians who literally go through the Internet and just find, you know, the history of things that have happened. Mm -hmm. Someday, an Internet historian is going to stumble across the Tom Ronda Facebook group. And just think that he was the worst human I feel being. So for the, I feel so bad for the intern of the assistant of the intern of the intern that is stuck with the 200 <laughs> Facebook group page looks. It's like it'll be literally like the, there'll be one day where it'll be uncovered and everyone will be fast. It'll be like it'll be like there'll be a documentary like there are about serial killers now, like <laughs> yeah. this early 1900 serial killer. It'll be about this Tom Ronda I'm guy. I'm so glad to be dead before they make movies about Facebook pages. <laughs> They're already making a movie about the GameStop thing. Oh, so, and that I mean, is something we will be explaining. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of you out there that know something's happening with a lot of letters and don't know what you've just seen the letters GME and AMC thrown around. You don't know what it means. We'll, yes. we'll walk it through it. Yes. And also, I'm, I know Dan from the college that I famously dropped out of. Uh, Dan, how'd you do? How did I do? I mean, I graduated. So the following five semesters. Um, <laughs> uh, jokes so, on you. My student loans are almost paid off because I only had three semesters worth. <laughs> in one semester, you, you did entirely through loans because you went in. There was some mishap, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't yep. pay this for this semester," and you're like, "Oh, okay." And you just never went back to the office. That's one of the <laughs> biggest injustices about my tenure. <laughs> is I have classmates that couldn't afford college and were forced to leave. Yeah. And I couldn't 
get a loan and they just were fine with it and yeah. just let me stay. There is I, my 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 roommate, my first semester, I think in my senior year, slept in the parking lot in his car because he wouldn't let him stay because he hadn't paid. Um, which is great Bible college. But yeah. um <laughs> but like Tom just wasn't paying. It was just there. He was like he was like a wacky sitcom character for like yeah. a semester. I, I'm um, the Kimmy Kimmy Gibbler of most things in my own life. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> um, so I actually briefly, I kind of didn't finish for a little bit in 20 I want to say 14 or 15 my last year of the school I actually dropped out because I had like a mental health crisis and like not to get too dark really quickly but like I ended up in a psych hospital um so like the school is like okay you could finish later because that's a bad look to not, <laughs> to not let. I'm glad that qualifies um, for a sick note. That's yeah. very- <laughs> well, dude, one professor was emailing me while I was in the hospital. Like, where's your work? Why aren't you handing me homework? <laughs> and I was like, can someone tell them that like, it's a miracle of a life? Can someone please? See, meanwhile, while I was at school, I remember there was two months where I wasn't passing in papers and I just told someone my computer broke. <laughs> a library with computers that's and a terrible excuse they all said it was fine and gave me to like a month and then thanksgiving break happened and then afterwards it just never did it or told anyone <laughs> and just never passed anything in i like and no one messaged me about my, it my problem is that i wasn't as charming and lovable as tom tom was like a scam. everyone's like oh yeah, tom what i like you next and me I like, like this kid's got issues i like that your bible call that the bible college fluctuated between two extremes one just <laughs> be an absolutely ridiculous person. Don't continue to not show up and they'll let you stay even if you don't pay your bills. Mm. And two, like end up in a, in a serious crisis and you're fine. But it's that middle ground where they're just like, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna tolerate the middle ground. <laughs> All those people between, between these two extremes yeah, of, can... of clearly should be given an extension yeah. and clearly should have been kicked out. That Those are the two extremes. If you're in those, you're fine. So. <laughs> one, one, so Tom will tell you this. We had to attend chapel four times a week, sometimes five mm. times a week. Plus we had to go to church. Yep. And if you, if you cut five times, you failed that. And if you kept failing it, you, they threatened to kick you out of the school for not mm. going to chapel. So it's pretty extreme in that regard. And I was pretty close to using up all my chapel cuts. Cause I had gotten sick for like a month. Yeah. And so that Sunday, um, no. So I wasn't, I was supposed to come back to school because I would go home on weekends and my friend who's giving me a ride, we got into a car accident and it turns out his registration, his car expired. So we got arrested. (laughs) We had to go and bail him out of jail. So I missed chapel that day and I got called to a meeting with the school president uh, because they're like, we got to kick you out. You missed chapel. (laughs) It's like, um, I feel like I have a really good excuse this time. Like I know the rest of them weren't great, but this time you got to let me go. I'm like, okay. And then my alarm clock the next day broke. So I woke up and the clock was frozen two minutes before I was supposed to go off. And it was chapel. And so they, they, they again, tried to kick me out of school. And then they pretty much, he said like, you have a last chance. If you mess up anything, if you miss class or chapel or family, every class you're out of the school. To be fair, I went to all of them, even the joke ones that they know no one will go to. And the, the <laughs> de- the, like they're like their finals week. There's a chapel where the, the president would just read the Christmas story. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I would rather study. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I went to all of them. And he actually shook my hand after he was like, you, you kept your end of the bargain. I'm like, all right, thank you. But 
my See, school. Well, well to just... mirror that injustice with mine. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go to more than three my last semester. <laughs> uh, and I've, I never heard a word about it. <laughs> I, it's, it, I don't know what I've done to, because I don't want to call it a blessing because it wasn't, it, it wasn't good that I got away with it. So I, I don't want to blame God for allowing me to do things I shouldn't be doing. It's more unfortunate allowance. I, I like to think two things. I like to think that one, you have listeners that are like, this whole time they thought Tom dropped out for like cool rebel reasons. It turned out he was a horrible student and now I'm destroying this illusion. No, it was cool rebel reasons. All right. They took not, away not my reason. major. They took away my major, so I quit. <laughs> at the end of uh, at that the old end. wives' tale you've been telling all these it's, years, Tom. No, I finally got someone. I don't remember, but they agreed that it happened. Uh, at the end of my first year, I looked at my course list, and my major was mysteriously non-existent. And so I'm like, hey, guys, my major isn't here anymore. Like, oh, yeah, you're under that major now. Like, no, I'm not, because I don't want that degree, I guess. That's cool, made no and sense. So that's why the last semester, I'm like, all right, guys, I guess I'm dropping out. But I, you already like have my money in my mind, so I'm just going to live here and not do anything for a couple months. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. They did stuff like that all the time, though. Which is like, the coolest rebel thing you can do if you think about it. Sure. Getting an education. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. they did stuff like that. I, just, I would gladly overpay for rent for three months. <laughs> <laughs> Such a rebel. Right, well, you, and you learned about Jesus. <laughs> what a cool guy. Right, we should get into the actual episode. I, I, I said this in the to Andrew and Travis. I was listening to a podcast this week and I heard them start saying, Hey guys, we're getting off track. People are going to stop listening. And they made fun of themselves. I looked at the timestamp and it was a minute and 30 seconds in. Like, this is an indicator of a good podcast. This is what real shows sound like. I'm pretty sure last week we were talking about tsunami still at the 10 minute mark. Yeah. Yeah. We were at that point. You have some people hooked. They want more. That's true. I know some people are just whoever went to high school with us, like our generation are the only people listening. Um, but yeah, this week we have some, we got some good things to talk about. Some semi-structure. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. don't oversell the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, this podcast is really just a struggle for me to find a format. But then every time I find a format, Andrew and Travis just have an idea that has makes no sense for that format. <laughs> and then we kind of, so it's right now, until further notice, it's kind of whatever we feel like doing, but we will make sure to give you something to talk to someone about when you're awkwardly standing next to them and you know, you're not going to be able to get away for a couple minutes. So you want to say something cool in order to get you by. So, you know, mm. if you're a Christian person that doesn't know a lot about society, we're going to give you so many cool tidbits. Here's one. Uh, uh, Eminem might have one of the top 30 Donkey Kong high scores of all time. Um, <laughs> Boom, right there. If you're stuck in uh, with your teenager in a long car ride and maybe you like rap. Um, Tom, Christians don't know who Eminem is. Um, uh, I mean, they, oh. Or they only know who Eminem is. No, no, no. True story. My mom one time, when my cousin lived with us, I was in high school. He had Eminem on his iPod. And uh, my mom was a very like, no nonsense, doesn't like, you know, oh, bad things. And so... Um, she walks in. She's like, what is all this garbage on your iPod? Who is Emina? Who is Emina? <laughs> <laughs> and that was literally what she thought. Although 
I'll say I can pretty confidently say that anyone that doesn't know who Eminem is, Eminem is also doesn't know how to navigate the podcast app. That's <laughs> so true. I don't think those demographics line up. Do you That's have a true. podcast? Uh, um, sorry. I just, I just, <clears throat> sorry. I was almost choked on my own phlegm. Sorry. I just got that on this. You just got Man, that on that live for the first time in podcast history. So I'm almost dying. <laughs> I just, I just, my my dad was is the most protective, overprotective person, parent you ever have in your life because he's a pastor and he was in the military. There you oh, go. My, my go-to example is I couldn't eat Lucky Charms because it said they're magically delicious on the box. <laughs> <laughs> and magic is of the devil. <laughs> oh, That's I love so it. Good. That's so good. Um, it. So this week, let's kick it off. I'll, I'll throw it to Dan so we can get to know Dan a little bit more. Um, cause he has a genuinely, which is very off format. He has an interesting point of view of something that's informative. Um, so we're going <laughs> to go to talk to Dan, uh, about the fact that he was recently hired on at a, uh, at a church because he's good at social media stuff. He, I know he's a moderator for a pretty large page, uh, that we like to share nerd memes on. And he also helped me make a fake profile for someone who I convinced my family I was engaged to for months in college. Uh, so clearly Dan is a savant when it comes to computers. First off, I want to say this podcast has horrible self-esteem. We've been recording for like <laughs> 10 minutes and half of it's just been like, oh, this show is no format. We ramble too much. It's terrible. Anyway, Dan, what do you I want mean, to talk about? A podcast should be reflective of its hosts. So- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we our sponsors this week are like Prozac and like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guys, just if you're at the ten dollar tier on our Patreon page, we'll start taking uh, a Xanax or a Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> we hold the listener hostage. Like I will check into the hospital if you donate well, fifty bucks that's a month. The benefit of our podcast only being <laughs> friends and family is that we can make them pay us to take care of ourselves. <laughs> so if you yeah. subscribe to the friends and family level of Patreon, I'll start medicating. Yeah. Um, I will say it's kind of really not that great an example of like my social media prowess where I run a Facebook group and I made a fake Facebook profile. Um, so, but like to the people I was interviewing with who were in there, like, you know, who are older that I just threw words at them. I was like, man, I'll get us on Reddit. I'll get us on Twitch. None of that makes any sense. How do you get a church on Reddit? But like, oh, that sounds good. Um, but the point is like, they have a lot of um, faith they're putting into me where they're, like, okay, like we have, there's, there's two levels to this. First off, the church has no social media presence of really any kind. Um, except for one thing that I'll mention in a second. They don't, they have a website that just has the church's address, their, their service times and a link to the website that they stream their services on. Um, but outside of that, they don't have a Twitter. They don't have Instagram. They don't have any of that stuff. Even the website doesn't even list like our core values or anything. <laughs> um, and there's so many, I have a lot of ideas, obviously. Like I was like, what if we had like a blog function where we up, we could even just upload the pastor's sermons in like some sort of format. Um, I said, like, we could start doing a podcast. I know people that edit and do podcasts. We do that sort of thing. Um, the other element to this is the only presence that the church has is on Facebook. Cause that's where most people, you know, who are older do social media <laughs> um, on Facebook. A lot of the people get into horrible, heated arguments about politics, mm. about religion. Um, I deleted my personal Facebook page a week before the George Floyd uh, murder. 
which means I avoided a lot of my own church's just disaster of discourse, um, mm. which got worse as election went on, which has been horrible throughout this pandemic, where there's every there's every possible type of argument is taking place, where people have been reaching out to the pastor saying, you got to do something about this. And it's just one of those things where he's just like, he's like, Dan, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't delete their posts. I could try and talk to them. Um, and so the other underlying thing, the thing they're saying out loud is we want, yeah, maybe if you start tweeting or Instagramming the church, maybe help promote us in some way, maybe help reach people in the community in some way. Um, that'd be great. But the underlying thing that they haven't really said out loud, but is very heavily implied is, do you know how we can sort of even like create a presence that either counteracts or nullifies the very negative perception people have of the church, but also help bring us together in this time that we're very divided mm. because the only conversations we were having are so toxic and horrible in nature. Um, so those are kind of the two other things that are kind of tied into this sort of thing. And, but you know, I haven't even officially started. I was voted in like two days ago, but I'm a young person. I have hipstery looking glasses and beard. <laughs> so they were like, you should run all of our social media and media and our website um, so I don't know if you guys had any suggestions or any experience with that. Um, also, Andrew, like, what is your, I understand you're involved with the assemblies of God. I don't quite mm -hmm. know what your deal is. But. Yeah. So I'm, so for context, I'm a pastor with Nate Gagney. I'm on his church staff. So I, I run one of his locations for restoration church in Milton. And then I have a heavy presence in like district events, you know, for the AG. So like I help run camps, help with youth convention. Basically I help Travis with all the things that he does for his job. Cause he's the district youth director. Um, but no, I get, I get what you're made. Um, I actually went through, uh, I deleted the Facebook app off of my phone. Um, just recently because of the toxicity on it. So like, that was one yeah. of the biggest things. Like, I just was like, I'm done. I can't deal with this anymore. It was right after the Capitol riots. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so done. I'm so sick. Like this is consuming my life and things like that. And, um, and our church has a pretty heavy um, social media presence. And one of the fascinating things that we found and we discovered um, so one of the reasons your church is probably having a problem, and this is general Facebook advice for anybody listening, what you comment on is what you see more of. And right. so one of the things that began to happen for us as a church is sometimes we would actually run Facebook promotions where we would, you know, you know, we have a, this event coming up, so we want people to know. So, you know, we'll throw 30 bucks into Facebook, get it in front of a couple thousand people's faces. Uh, one of the problems we began to have was um, Facebook's algorithm is really bad. So it would start to send these things to people who hated churches. So these people <laughs> comment things like, I absolutely like, I'm so sick of seeing this garbage on my newsfeed. I hate the church. I hate God. And they would comment all these angry things. And then Facebook would say, Hey, this person commented on that. We should send this thing to more people like this person. And it right. would begin to send it to more angry people. And we would get entire comment feeds of just angry individuals. And it's funny on two thing on two fronts, because one, there's a whole group of people that the Facebook algorithm targets with church Facebook ads because they hate the church. And that's an irony to me because there's all these people who literally they scroll through their newsfeed and they're viciously angry that churches are, are showing up 
And the reason the church is showing up is because people are calm. It was because they're commenting angry things about them. And so they'll just keep getting that. And so we've, we've ended up in those, in those cycles, in those type of things where all of a sudden we just have a bunch of angry people in our comments. I I think a really, uh, another really important thing to take from what Dan was talking about is how important it is to prioritize any level of computer literacy. Mm. Like we Mm. live in a world where so many people that make decisions don't have it. And so when someone has a level of it, it doesn't even have to be that much in a lot of cases. It's something that they recognize they need and don't know how to get on their own. Cause you know how you learn things most easily using the internet. Right. So if you don't have computer literacy, you don't know how to use a computer to uh, get better at all of those things. So it's another yeah. thing that we can avoid anymore. Yeah. The, so this is like, you know, deep dive sort of into kind of church things. Uh, the new front door of the church is the internet. Like before someone ever sets foot in a church, they've Googled your church. They've looked at you online. They've seen what you've got going on. And it's a very, it's a very, you have to make a decision as a church. What is your priority? And I think this is true of social media use in general for you as a person. What is most important about social media to you? Is it politics or is it, you know, Jesus? Is it arguments? Or is it, you know, being connected with friends and family? And the way you make those decisions mentally literally will change the way your Facebook feed ends up looking because of what you're interacting with. And, um, and so for us as a church, we, we make, we made a decision, like we kind of have a decision, like in the midst of darkness, we want to be light. And by the way you be light is you just, man, you just try and do something that has some level of hope. One of the things our church did was we just celebrated our 75th anniversary and we shared a bunch of faith and shared a bunch of posts of like old photo albums of the church of like from back, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And like, that was so refreshing to see on my newsfeed because for once I wasn't seeing anyone argue. I was just seeing like, Hey, check out this picture of pastor Nate when he was 15 years old isn't this hilarious? And it's like, oh man, isn't this nice? Isn't it refreshing to just see something that isn't, isn't driven towards anger and arguments. And, uh, you know, that's like, that's, 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 I feel like that's all we really want, but just cannot get out of this year is that, you know, that spiral of just how, how bad, how bad social media is. You know, one of of the things I often say about, Facebook specifically, but social media in general is that it, oh, excuse me, I'm telling you, like a probably gross swallowing noise, um, but it really broke something I be- used to believe wholeheartedly deep down inside, which is I thought the thing that would help bring people together was just understanding and seeing the human being on the other side. Like mm. So much of conflict is based in like misunderstanding or not, you know, just grasping that there's a person with thoughts and feelings on the other end. <clears throat> And when you think about Facebook, like, what are you sharing on there? It's you're sharing intimate moments. You're sharing pictures of your graduation and your wedding and pictures of your children. And these are things we used to reserve for our closest friends. Like you would need to go to a friend's house and they'd open up the albums for you. Or you would, you know, in confidence, you'd talk to people and they would tell you about their their hopes and dreams or what they're going through. And now there's things we share freely on social media and we all hate each other more than ever. <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing where it's like this level of intimacy and sharing didn't bring people closer together. 
it brought them close enough to like see another person that they don't like apparently um where it was like it was all of like the inner contents and the things that you would share without the warmth of like mm. human interaction yeah where it's like you get to see what people really believe and think without getting to actually have this empathetic connection with a person like if i was here to talk about politics with you guys we would probably have a much better conversation because we've sat or we see each other's faces. We're talking yeah. versus just seeing someone's like unedited, unbridled opinion, like mm. out, out nakedly in the open. You know, Honestly, I um, never thought about the fact that the best thing I love about Facebook is the fact that people share their photos and albums and stuff on there, which means I can ignore it and never have to see Because <laughs> honestly, the worst thing I can imagine is going to a friend's house and I'm saying, I want a trip. Let me show you a bunch of photos. And then I have to pretend to enjoy it. But on Facebook, I can just like it without looking. And then they know that I've paid attention to it. Well, like you're inadvertently touching upon the thing, which is like that human politeness that's usually there because you're in their house. It's gone. So now it's like, oh, now I can hate it all I want. Don't say gone in a bad way. In this situation, we're we're expediting it because we don't need it. One uh, One of my favorite pastors, his name is Rod Loy. And he's out, um, he's, he's got a, he's got a large church, like 4,000 people. And we were talking to him about that. And he's, and he was saying like, um, we're like, how do you navigate, how do you navigate like culture and people being so angry and like ideologically like stuck in a, in a mentality? He says, literally, he said, what I do is he's like, I don't, I don't pull away from the awkward. So he said, uh, when he's at church, for example, and someone comes up to him and they'll say something like, you know, I just can't stand all these illegal immigrants. He's like, what I'll do is I'll say, oh, really? Why don't you come talk to me, talk with me to Danielle? And then they'll go talk to this girl and she'll, he'll be like, and then they'll, the girl will walk away and he'll be like, wasn't she nice? And they're like, yeah, she's so great. He's like, she's an illegal immigrant. And he'll like destroy their worldview <laughs> that way. He'll like introduce them to all these people that they had like these preconceived notions about to just, like you said, re- refine that humanity. Because yeah, you have a real Darman video in the making right now. <laughs> Tom's the least favorite Facebook, um, Facebook videos. Uh, oh but, but yeah, I, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like just, and I agree, like finding, finding some level of humanity in people is so different. Is, is so, I don't know. The Facebook just removes you from it to a level. Like, so how do I do that though? Like, how am I going to? How my office? You, oh <laughs> man, kind of I like, think we. I would make a lot more money if I knew all the answers <laughs> to this. <laughs> like, because just start like tweeting, like, "Hey guys, be sure to hug one person today." Yeah, hug man, I dropped out I mean, of Bible school. Wait, wait Don't make the hard part of the job. <laughs> I this clearly is, didn't want anything to do with this. They didn't teach us anything about this in Bible college, like at all. Um, but right. the class of Acts and the Apostles didn't cover this? Uh, not, <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, Bible college. So, Dan, you're new to pastoring. Uh, Bible college didn't prepare me to be a pastor at all in, in the slightest. Everything I learned, I learned on the job. Like, mm. I just, you know, but like our, like our heart is just, I don't know. The, the way I approach everything in, in my personal life is, is Christ, Christ before politics, Christ before America, Christ before culture. And if, 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 if that's the core of what you say, like as you navigate it with your church, you just say, hey, here's some of the things we're going to have to do as a church. We're going to have to not care about politics more than we care about bringing people to Jesus. 
And um, that affects your social media strategy. When those people get riled up and angry in our comments, sometimes the best thing you can do is delete them and block them and get rid of comments. Right. Now forget you know? that. Here's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it a meme page. Just, oh, 100% memes. There make you go. Old memes. From old like, memes. Like, yeah, get bad news, Brian. Yeah. Um, go back to... Doge. There you um, go. <laughs> we'll, we'll rage comics. So yeah. I can have cheeseburger. <laughs> I, he has, yeah, that's it. And <laughs> like, have you guys seen this? This chocolate rain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if... If you can be the Arby's or the Wendy's of churches, <laughs> you got it. Like we, this is a great way to get fired. I've we, never wanted to eat Arby's once in my life, but once I saw them make a Metabots reference in one of their <laughs> ads, I was all in. We'll, uh, we we'll have fun on our Facebook page. So one time, we some guy when we were opening in Milton, um, he commented on one of our things and he said. Uh, your church would never accept someone like me. So Pastor Nate got on and the guy's Facebook profile picture had him in a Vikings, um, a Vikings uniform, like a Vikings uh, jersey. And Pastor Nate said, hey, I just want to let you know, we accept all types of people, even Vikings fans at our church. And like, that was, you know, but it's like, you know, just be human, be like, that's what we're trying to get. We're trying to stop being like the robotic, like just post like generic junk and becoming more human like actual photos of people in your church like those perform well because people want to know that there's actual humans there like and there's nothing controversial about i mean hopefully about a person smiling like you know and just being being that being being something that's not about uh politics or anger and it's just Hey, this is what humans look like. Here's a powerful story. Here's, you know, we we share powerful stories of people whose lives were transformed. And it it matters. It, you know, it ironically, it. part of me hopes this episode doesn't do well, so we don't have to actually try to give helpful advice to our <laughs> Yeah, my worst I, night, huh? What if my takeaways are supposed to same picture of a smiling person every day? <laughs> yeah, make a make a meme of the insanely photogenic runner guy, and then there you go, repost You're that every me day. Back, Tom, you're taking yeah. me back. It's just I can't. I have a nightmare that we're gonna get so many reviews and listens because they want more of this, and then we have to start talking about things oh, being, you in ministry, being like real adults <laughs> i was i was in ministry with teenagers you, you can't get this deep with a teenager <laughs> uh, I, I was, my, you get my five fr- minute stints max mm. well now someone has to say something relevant <laughs> you're right tom uh, <laughs> uh, but i think like I don't know what I expected with that question. I think part of me was hoping you'd be like, oh yeah, here's what my church does. We do this, this, and this. Um, but like, I think, yeah, the more existential problem of it, of like, how do we bring unity in a church? That's like, it's mostly older people mm. trying to use the internet. Cause like the other problem to fix is that there's people who don't have internet, but they mm. can't come to church because of pandemic. So I'm going to have to like literally figure out if I can send tapes of our sermons to local access TV stations. What? Um, so they can watch on local access TV, which is a thing you can do. Here's the great thing yes. about local access. Anyone can use it. If you want to make yep. a show, you can go there and those give you a camera and you, they'll let you use your editing equipment. So, so use, do uh, that what you will, Tom. Any teenagers listening, uh, local access TV uh, <laughs> television is well, like YouTube is. videos, but you, know you can you watch. You know how when you're changing HDMI inputs and one of them is a TV <laughs> and they might be numbered, 
Local access is when you're in the single digits. Or uh, <laughs> it's it's a still photo it, of like local like meetings. I feel like I feel like even when I had cable, it was still through an HDMI cord. The last time I had cable, I don't even remember when it was. It, like my cable went into a box, and then I ran an HDMI cord to my. That's TV. true. My Xbox <laughs> is, is how I run my cable. Not, you don't even. It's not even. It's not even cable anymore. It's it goes through an HDMI cord. I, I used to have a black and white TV with bunny ears in my room. Dude. And I could get MTV2 through that somehow, which makes no sense because it's a cable channel. The but what I'm saying is I'm old. But. The the greatest like our the greatest Christmas present I remember getting as a kid was um my parents bought us a TV that was small enough that it could fit in our car and it had a VHS player built nice. into the bottom of it. Oh, so, a small TV with a VHS built in is the most early 2000s, late 90s yes. object. Yes. I still have one. And it was like oh, we no, were damn. able to plug it into the uh, car outlet. So we had a, we had like a, it would convert it to, you know, regular power and we yeah. could watch Can we just rebrand the show talking about things that only people <laughs> from 20 to 30 will get? Hey guys, Basically. remember when you used to have to put a cassette player with a wire coming out of it so you could plug it into your your CD player? Remember, uh, it's in my driveway right now. Um, you also have one of those, do you? You've upgraded to just the Bluetooth. Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I hope no one has a cassette. No, I player I, 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 I have a aux cord with the iPhone adapter thing to plug into my iPhone. Oh, um, but the my car before that just had an aux cord. Um, mm. Yeah. I just, I got out of the like radio transmitters. I literally, I just use my AirPods now. I just use AirPods when I'm driving. (laughs) Super not safe though. I don't know. I I just be an adult and only use one AirPod. (laughs) (laughs) Then we can swap them out when they die. I literally just drive. Anyway, we clearly solved all of uh, Dan's theological. You You really Uh, did. I will. For for reals, I could have I could have a multi-hour conversation about this, Dan. If you want to down and talk through like the nitty gritty of it i'd be happy right. to do that we Guys, that will be on that. a patreon feed <laughs> yeah yeah we won't do that we won't do that here because man gonna, i will bore i will be, bore the heck it'll out be of called dandrew after hours where <laughs> <laughs> you get steamy and talk about marketing a church yeah and oh yeah loving your neighbor and, mm-hmm. and theology and that's only gonna be for i guess jeremy arsenal to tune into right <laughs> oh yeah we'll get we'll get we'll get jeremy I like that you just dox your listeners live on the air <laughs> oh sorry jeremy asher i'll use his previous stage name wait oh man i guess i shouldn't bully our listeners live on the air either jeremy used to have a stage name is the point uh my friend jeremy used to have a stage name because he did theater he took it very seriously it was very funny to see an 18 year old with a stage name i i heard his music described to me once as he's like rock music but sometimes he screams I'm like, <laughs> All right, now you have to edit again, Dan. You can't make fun of our worship leader's music. Oh, it's your worship leader? He'll uh, 100% enjoy that. Okay, good. Only two edits no, this but episode. Was, someone tried to sell me on his music like that. I've never listened to it. That's a like, terrible sell. I was like, so he's like, is he like breaking Benjamin from Seether? What are you talking about? And he's like, and it was a Christian kid who didn't know any of those bands. So he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I was like, okay. So <laughs> I'm assuming your worship leader is very nice, Tom. 
Uh, Jeremy is a great, talented young man. A terrible, <laughs> terrible roommate, though. I lived with him for a year, and got mad at him whenever he didn't want to do dishes. I'd say Jeremy can't do this because I hate fruit flies. And so he thought my issue was having exposed dirty dishes. So what he would do is every time he would make dirty dishes, he'd take a plastic bag and tie it around like an old pot of mac and cheese and put it in the sink. <laughs> And that way he thought he was hygienic. It feels easier to do dishes at that point. (laughs) And it's a, it's a stretch to think that you're satisfying my need for cleanliness. To just make me not see it. Do you try and claim he was like composting or something? <laughs> like, it's better for the environment if I put all these dishes in bags and forget about them. <laughs> Jeremy's a complicated man. One day he's not doing dishes. The next day he is reupholstering old church chairs because he wants us to have nice chairs in the house. He's just hiding all mac and cheese in those chairs. <laughs> 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 oh man, this is going to be a great episode for Jeremy. He's oh little- yeah. Uh, he also masters our like our audio so oh, does he he's a bad person he's just gonna blow out my audio so no one can understand <laughs> me the whole time oh um, anyway over it with his own commentary i guess we should go to let, let's go to me next we'll we'll ease into <laughs> we'll ease into andrews it'll be it's gonna be weird to go from an extremely deep discussion to just a game that's a so we're gonna do a middle ground here do a little bit of current event oh uh, uh, yes the saga so I, I'm, you've been seeing. I'm not going to go in depth for your sakes. I know that a lot of people aren't going to be able to absorb all the information. It's taken a lot of research on my part to get as into it as I am. So I, just, I did see a meme that explained it so clearly to me that I could recite in a minute and a half. Here, Andrew and will so, share that meme on the Patreon. <laughs> um, Is it the well, TikTok video of a guy just acting out the entire ordeal? Well, uh, no, it's the one where well, first I'll the, intro what's happening. Andy. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, talk about it. Talk. Um, so if you've seen people reference GME, which is the stock name for GameStop, it, for those of you, because I think a lot of people don't know stocks at all. A company will fall under uh, like a little, uh, is it always three letters? Three, yeah, I believe so. It'll be a three-letter acronym. APL is Apple. Yeah. EIS is Disney. So you've been seeing GMC and AM, GME and AMC because that's GameStop and the AMC movie theaters. And there's a lot of crazy stock stuff happening right now. And the extremely quickest version possible is that the rich people that normally make lots of money by taking advantage of things that happen tried to do that. But in the middle of it, internet people took advantage of them and then made lots of money off of them. And they made the stock market just go fully nuts. Cause when one person's manipulating something, then the other people manipulate the thing what's being manipulated by something else. It goes extremely crazy. Yeah. Uh, so things are happening like the websites and apps that deal in stock trading. Don't let you trade stocks anymore illegally because it's making other rich people lose their money. And those rich people make those people do what they want. So all you need to know is, it doesn't matter who you side with, but if you side with the rich people, I hate you and you're wrong. Um, you should. I, I recommend you. Partisan podcast we have going. <laughs> no, Tom. Uh, that's just Tom's opinion. Tom. Uh, Tom Ronda always shares opinions that uh, can't get him fired because he's not a pastor. So I have the freedom to say what I want. I do work for the government, though. So who knows? Uh, oh, then, they're gonna come for you, Tom. Which government? Uh, United States. <laughs> I don't know. The government's working with the rich people right now. No, when it comes to I this. work for them and they don't have that much money. Andrew, come on. They're, they're working. They're working for them right um, now. So, so 
I, all you guys need to know is you see these news things, don't participate. You will lose a lot of money. Oh yeah, for sure. If you, if, if you guys try to participate in this and try to buy any of the stocks being referenced and you're not like keeping in tune to a T where you know exactly when to buy and then sell when things are getting crazy inflated, you're going to get hurt. So just the quick explanation is that's what it means. And don't participate unless you want to play a wild gambling game with yes. your money or else you'll end up like a friend of ours that did um, pay 6,000 and then immediately lose 5,000 of that. Yeah. Legitimately. Cause he, Cause he bought at the wrong time and sold stocks are complicated. So just don't do it. That's the moral. Unless yeah. you want to dedicate yourself to stocks, don't do it. Yeah. Maybe buy maybe buy Disney. I don't know. If you guys <laughs> want to mess with that, buy a Disney stock that's going to be very expensive, but probably be fine forever, right? <laughs> I mean, I would not give financial advice on this podcast. I would uh, no buy a thousand Disney stock right now. It'll never go down um, <laughs> and you'll be rich. I guarantee see, it. My, my internal feels like every time I see a YouTuber or a podcast talk about stocks and they're like, this is not financial advice. I feel like there's some law about we're not allowed to say crap like that. And well, so uh, no, sues you. When they go buy a thousand. Yeah. When they go buy a thousand. I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know if you drink immunity, you will lose Late weight and be healthier and probably excuses. <laughs> I can confidently say that if you follow my advice, you will have a better life. Basically, I can give you the short story of yes. what happened. Let's, so let's hear the. This was summary. the best explanation I've heard. So what happened was um, there's a bunch of companies and it's called shorting stock. So the way it works is imagine, and I'll use GameStop for example. Imagine Tom Ronda has Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? And so I know that GameStop is selling Breath of the Wild for $30. They'll, they'll buy it for $30 from me. So I say, hey, Tom, can I borrow Zelda Breath of the Wild? And I go to GameStop and I sell it for $30. And Tom's like, all right, cool. Bring it back to me in a week. Well, what GameStop, I'm waiting because I'm like, GameStop next week is going to sell Breath of the Wild for only 20 So I'm going to make $10 off of Tom Ronda's copy of Breath of the Wild. So I'm waiting for GameStop to sell Breath of the Wild for $20, and then I'll make money. That was what they were doing with GameStop stock. They were saying, hey, GameStop stock is selling for $10. I think next week it's going to be $8. So I'm going to borrow someone's GameStop stock and sell it. Well, a bunch of people found out about it on Reddit, and they said, hey, let's go buy all the copies of Breath of the Wild. That way, Andrew has to pay $60 to give Tom Ronda back his game. And that's exactly what happened on the stock market. And this is why I'm extremely pro this. It's <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize, but there is a whole legion of millionaires and billionaires whose only job is to help other people buy stocks, which aren't tangible things. So these people make a lot of money off the stock market by manipulating things like this and trying to short sell stock stocks and do well, all this. This is where to I'll make disagree lots with of you. Money. Well, this is where I'll disagree with you. Oh, well, let me finish my point <laughs> is that I believe these people for what they get per what they provide to society and how much they make is the most disproportionate paycheck of any job in the world, which is why I love people that are just an average person being able to make them lose billions of dollars. I like an average person taking that much money out of their hands because I don't think they deserve it. Well, this is where I'll disagree with you because it's good. Short sellers are a good thing to have in the stock market because otherwise everyone is incentivized to lie about stocks to make them look better. So 
you know, imagine like there's people buying stocks and stocks to an extent, they are tangible. It gives the money, it gives money to a company that you're buying stocks from. So if Disney needs to raise more money, buying Disney stock helps them get more money so that they can reinvest it into making more Marvel movies. Like it's a good thing for stocks to exist. But if there's no short sellers, everyone is incentivized to say, no, Disney's doing really good. Or GameStop's doing amazing. And we know GameStop's not doing amazing. So it's good to have short sellers because it it, 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 it balances out the people lying to get stocks to increase. It works just fine on its own. Because you know what? But, if GameStop stinks, I'm going to sell my GameStop uh, stop stock on my own. Maybe. like that's, that's the thing. Like there's it, There may be you will. Because what it could do is now there's all these people who are in, who are, you know, if you've sunk your life savings into GameStop, and it, you, you want everything in you wants it to continue to rise. So you're going to say like, no, GameStop's doing really well. It's doing really well. And it incentivizes lying. Short sellers are the counter to that lie. Well, here's the, the problem question. with GameStop is yeah. they, they sold 150% of the existing stock through short selling, <laughs> which should be illegal. That should be yes. a crime. You should not be able to sell 150% of something that exists. But also though, my argument is that these people that are buying and selling stocks are useless because say someone lied about stocks being good or bad, who cares? That'll just make stocks cost more or less. And that doesn't do anything except for people that buy and sell stocks. I mean, it does good things for people who have retirement accounts like your right. 401k. Like I think what gets lost in all of this is that there's a lot of like normal, not rich people who have little nest eggs that they're hoping yeah. to retire on. That could potentially get totally ruined, such as, you know, people and people in my family used to own a, sh- a good bit of uh, stock. Like I used to have a mutual fund that I actually had to sell off to pay for college, actually. But like if that was to suddenly disappear randomly during my junior year of college, <laughs> suddenly no more college, you know. I mean, obviously, the funny thing is that the majority of the people that are negatively affected were like hedge fund managers and stuff. Yes. Who like, who can eat that cost? Like, yeah. It was, you know, and there is a point where you get so wealthy that money becomes just a number where it's like, if Jeff Bezos lost a billion dollars tomorrow, I know, which I'm saying topically because I think he just stepped down as Amazon CEO today or something. He did. Right? Yeah, he did. Right. Uh, good for Jeff Bezos, I guess. I don't know. But, <laughs> no, he's too rich. You're, you're not allowed to sympathize with someone that rich. He's terrible. <laughs> um, it is such complex morality we have these days. But like, um, I, I, I beef beefs with Jeff Bezos, the record. But um, Jeff Bezos, but yeah, <laughs> some serious Jeff Bezos. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those weird anomalies that's just like it's a big story now, but I feel like. It's legitimately not going to have that much of a long term. No, I think it will. Really. I think it'll. I don't think, think it will. I think it's going to. I think it's going to level out. The think about the news cycle. The same time it was happening, Army Hammer, the actor, was caught being a cannibal, and that wasn't <laughs> even like the fifteenth <laughs> biggest story. That's where, true. Where it's just like, yeah, whatever. Army Hammer wants to eat his girlfriend. Who cares? Look at these guys on Reddit. <laughs> um, all this stuff. I you know? think. No, I think it is important because I think it's a one of the best, most like concrete reminders that if people work together, they can make huge waves. That's true. That's true. I, that's, I think that for too long, there's been too much of an assumed power behind having all this money, but Reddit is not even like, I know a lot of people that don't even use Reddit. So if Reddit is a big enough platform that you can like one Reddit page can take down like 
I think they said there's one hedge fund that like handled $12 billion worth of stocks Melvin capital down to 9 billion. Like yeah. they lost $3 billion in the first chunk of time. Like I want, I like the idea that a group of people can kamikaze destroy an entire <laughs> economic giant. What people can't say right now is, is that Tom has slowly been putting on like a black ski mask. <laughs> Karl Marx poster behind him. And, and he's just staring intently into the camera. Like <laughs> mouthing, join me. <laughs> I mean, I, it's true. I, I, I have. It's un- true. Everything Dan just said. <laughs> no, it's true that I have an unsympathetic mindset it towards people with a certain amount of money because I'm like, you don't need all that. So right, it's, yeah. but you know, Robin hood was pro that Robin hood's a good guy. Sure. The very real person, Robin hood. <laughs> I don't know the real one. Oh, um, Oh no. I forgot the irony of the fact <laughs> that also there was an app named Robin hood, which was would not seemingly, bri- seemingly bribed by a hedge fund to not allow people to buy stocks right. anymore. Cause it was costing rich people too much money. Potentially. At the end of the day, no one did anything like illegal to my understanding. This was all the, like um, immoral was really it. Uh, yeah. Like, right. It's immoral to put a leash on the people that you are. You, the entire point of your job is to let people have a hand in the stock market. No, I'm saying I'm saying like what the people on Reddit did was oh, illegal. Yeah. You know, they just they're just playing the game. And like yeah. to me, that's like my whole take is that they're just pl- they're just they just found an exploit in the game and they're taking care like using it. Like that's not yeah. illegal. It's just in the, the, the point a lot of people are making online is that this is the same thing that most of the people in those hedge funds and stuff do all the time. It's just that different people are doing it now. And so they're just yeah. different people are winning the game. You know? the, yeah, the entire game is taking advantage of circumstances to make as much money as possible. Like that's right. really what it boils down to. So they saw a way to take advantage of something that was happening. The unfortunate thing for them financially is that the people online wanted to be like, they got real cocky about it and wanted to just keep holding out. Cause if uh-huh. everyone that had it just sold it immediately, they would have made tens of hundreds of even uh, thousands, even millions of dollars, but they wanted to hurt the rich people more and more. So they just never. Yeah. The problem managed. is someone ends up paying for it, no matter what. It's going to be the hedge funds are going to pay for it to an extent, but well, they, they, can, they already they can, have, they can take the loss. They can, they can, they can roll with that. The problem is all the people now jumping on board, they're the ones who are going to end up ruined by this, which is unfortunate. Like it's all the people who got in after all the hype had kind of died down. The system's going to correct itself. And all the people now that are like jumping in and believing that this is going to be their get rich quick scheme. And it's just not. And that's like the unfortunate side of the unfortunate. That being side said, if you subscribe is, to our $50 a month uh, tier on Patreon, <laughs> I will manage it for you and put it into these stocks Tom, to get you a return. Right. Well, that, that's kind of the other irony, though. How's, like, your, how's your returns going for AMC, Tom? Uh, <laughs> I gained $50 and then I lost. Uh, 80 of that so i'm <laughs> down to a negative 50 i don't know it's negative 30 30 to 30 so okay no i'm at negative 50 so that math is wrong <laughs> not verify tom's recording apparently yeah i i would have made a little bit of well i only did it for the meme guys okay? Tom did it for the meme which i can respect tom bought in to be a part of it not yes. to make money i bought just enough so i could say i participated because yeah. I, I chose amc that's a cheap stock yeah, I chose I chose the meme stock. 
<laughs> oh yeah. man, that's so good. That's so good. All right, so now you guys can say that you're educated on it and talk very uh, meanly and patronizingly, yeah. but don't know about it. And if you want to say really smart, you just go, "Yeah, those people that tried to get in too late, they lost money." So the game, poor people still can't win. And you just <laughs> nod your head. No, no. Then you say, "At the end of the day, the game played them." And then you sound really cool <laughs> with a nice cliche. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> I don't man. know who you're talking to because everyone, most people are working from home. <laughs> 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 this is just you to your wife, everyone. This is just you yeah, to your wife. This your is you in a mask to the person with your DoorDash order, <laughs> trapped in a conversation for some reason. This is your six-year-old. <laughs> All right, um, now now that we've progressed down the chain of uh, deepness, now we're to Andrew for a fun goofy yeah, game. Yeah, fun goofy game. All right, uh, <laughs> the fun goofy game we're playing today is um, I've been thinking about types of food that you buy even though they're always overwhelmingly disappointing so while tom and dan think of theirs i have two examples from my own life one when i first this was probably when my childhood died a little bit um when i was a kid my mom didn't buy like a lot of name brand uh snack foods so Mm. i would always see the commercials for gushers and you know way back in the early 2000s the Gushers commercial for some reason was when you ate it, your head turned into a giant fruit. Do you guys remember that? Like, I do. Yes. I remember yeah. the weird abstract horror of Gushers <laughs> commercials. Yes. Being as like a five and six year old child though, you don't understand that that's a gimmick a company is, is using to get you to buy their product. So I remember the first time I had Gushers and the crushing disappointment of my head not turning into a fruit. So what we're learning is A, Andrew was a very stupid child uh, and B, he was a child with a death wish because he, he ate these hoping to die. <laughs> Listen, I was really young. Like It's like one of those vague memories that I barely have because I was so young, but I remember the sense of disappointment of not seeing something fantastic happen with you know my head. And also like just the fact that gushers are genuinely kind of disappointing like the way they advertise, you think you're going to bite into it and like the flavor and the juice is going to explode uncontrollably in your mouth. And it's like, they basically like put one single eyedropper of weird liquid in the center of it. But man, I still buy gushers. So I have to use a syringe to take all the juice out of all the other gushers and put them all in one gusher. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a product that would be, just absolutely Ooh. wonderful. All right, I think I, I think so. I've gamed the system. I think I know the right answer, so I'm gonna let right. Dan no, go next. Okay, I, I, I have the perfect answer. So it's just, is it a general brand or is it just a disappointing food moment of your life? It, oh, it could be either one. If you have both, I have, so I have a, f- one. I have a few quick answers. The first is any gummy version of another food, like gummy burger, is gummy whatever. Oh, they just taste yeah. like gummies. They all taste the same. I don't know the why. The only difference is the Krabby Patties from the, I don't, those hit different. There's a little. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm missing out. I never had one of those. All right, guys. Um, Andrew's slang segment of the show has finally gotten to him. He's probably trying to use team sounding terrible. Uh, the other, the specific moment is I really liked candy as a kid that like looked like other things. So I really wanted like the fake crayon candy. 
I don't know if you guys, similar to the cigarette candy where you open up the canister and a kid was like, I have some. And he's like, I was like, let me have some, let me have some. He's like, no, no, no. So he finally let me have some and he handed it to me. I took a bite of it. It was just a real crayon. <laughs> and so he me. Um, and I don't know it's if amazing. this one counts, but I was at work and it, the thing about nurses is they have lots of money. And so one guy <laughs> bought a bunch of food and he was like, oh, I didn't get to eat it. You can have it. And so it was like really expensive, like Vietnamese food. So he had a whole thing of catfish that is eight. And what he didn't tell me is he bought it at eight in the morning and he worked a double. So this catfish had been sitting out for 16 hours oh. in the break room. And so I literally thought I was going to die. I've never been more sick from food poisoning in my entire life. The most oh. disappointing snack food, a whole cat, a whole cat. <laughs> <laughs> but like to circle back around to the, to the actual premise of like a, like a snack food, I think any, every single um, microwavable pizza that is that is advertised on television nothing mm. makes me angrier than like those DiGiorno commercials they're like they, they take place in some alternate reality where takeout pizza is not delicious every time <laughs> like, oh, isn't it a bummer when you get pizza in your house i'm like no DiGiorno's commercial this scenario has never happened <laughs> when you're gonna have a four dollar microwave pizza in an oven that you don't know at the settings of so you assume the times are right it's like, you're right DiGiorno and like who's tricked by this who are these fake no, people yeah i'll tell like, you like oh is this pizza hut is this domino's like no <laughs> this pizza that's smaller than every other pizza you've ever had it tastes different <laughs> from every other pizza is in fact one from my freezer if i'm <laughs> if i'm on a date and uh like and I made a DiGiorno frozen pizza. First of all, I'm a bad date. What kind of date is this? First of all, <laughs> why, is this, why, why are you on a date? But those are these commercials. <laughs> these commercials, they're like on date sometimes. And it's like, oh, I didn't know this was. I, like, yeah. So if I'm on a date and I'm making a frozen pizza, first of all, I'm in the wrong. It's terrible. <laughs> and second of all, if I give it to my date and she says, but I didn't see the delivery driver. <laughs> I would say you are an idiot. I no longer want to pursue. Are you a wizard? Did you magic this pizza? (laughs) Don't you see? That's that's the whole premise of the commercial. What we don't see is at the end of the date, he never calls her back. That was the test. That was the secret. The whole time, I respect for you. Someone turning off all these robots they created. (laughs) They're like simulate a social situation because they're lonely. Some someone who's never eaten a pizza before sees a <laughs> rectangle Ooh. Elio's pizza. <laughs> like, Whoa, are people um, delivering sixteen-inch rectangles? And, you know? what is this mystical thing with bread and cheese and meat on it? What is a fabulous concoction? <laughs> um, all right, so I think if because if the answer is what's the worst thing that you will still eat the most of and be disappointed the whole time? That's a completely different question, but go on. <laughs> no, that was the question, wasn't it? Because no. Andrew said you eat it anyway. I, I mean, I still buy gushers, so like yeah. that's the. So the question there. is, you you eat it anyway, and so I think if the worst thing that you will still eat and finish is any interesting looking. A flavor of chip. Anytime you mm. see a left of center different flavor, where it's like, oh, pizza flavored chips, oh, Ooh. burger flavored chips, Dill oh, look at that. Flavored chips. Yeah. Any new wacky flavor that catches your interest is always disappointing, but you will always still finish the bag. This is a so this is like a fantastic premise of um, there's actual so at like Lay's and Doritos and stuff they hire people to do studies on the perfect flavor and taste of a chip that leaves you unsatisfied 
that way you want more. Like that's the whole, like with uh, there's entire departments in potato chip companies that their goal is to create a chip that leaves you unsatisfied. That way you continue to want to eat them and will consume an entire bag. See, this is why I believe believe in total depravity. (laughs) (laughs) I know there was like once someone left a bag of chips at my house. I think Uh, it was something weird like lime and jalapeno. It was from, yeah, the basketball player, Anthony Davis, the one with the crazy beard. You left a bag of chips at your house? (laughs) Yeah, it was Anthony Davis. What what is the story? (laughs) Someone left a bag of chips at my house. It was my buddy, Anthony Davis. (laughs) He's a basketball player, uh, Anthony Davis. And he was the brand, like, he was the brand face of this flavor of of Ruffles chips. How bad do you have to be doing that you decide jalapeno and and what, lime and jalapeno chips? You, you didn't even know what gonna... chip it was. No. So like, here's five hundred million dollars. The of thing bag. was, he claimed it was like it's this brand because this basketball player said, "I love this flavor combination. I want it a chip." So that's what the bag said. Yeah. But this, like, was probably the last snack I ever wanted. But it was during the height of quarantine where we didn't grocery shop ever and we had no snacks in the house. And so I'm like, all right, I guess I'm finally finally going to eat this bag of lime and jalapeno ruffles and it was the worst thing i've ever had Uh, it was the worst mix of tangy and spicy it made me i went from apathetic to basketball to now i hate basketball (laughs) just because a a basketball player thought this tasted good and his dumb face looked at me every time i took another chip out basketball so yeah Yeah. but i finished the whole bag the the chip that I do the same thing is like the the cheddar lays or the cheddar ruffles. I think that is the worst chip in the world, but I will keep eating them. I will just oh it's awful. I so I completely disagree with both of you. Um I'm all about weird chip flavors. I will try any chip at least once. And I just like I like weird soda flavors, I like weird chip flavors. Wait, I will do you try. enjoy the experience of eating and drinking them, or do you genuinely find them a satisfying flavor that fulfilled its promise to you? So, I mean, soda flavors is a little different. Soda, Coke, pop, how you want to say it? Um, because a lot of like the there are people who prefer like you know Code Red to regular Mountain Dew or whatever. So that's not unusual. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. You know, maybe I'm falling into your argument because I can't recall off the top of my head a specific like weird like Lay's flavor that I'm like, oh yeah, that was my favorite. But I I prefer it always to regular ch- potato chips because like regular potato chips, I'll well, eat them, I like them, but I always will choose a weird regular flavor chips over regular are for chips. sociopaths. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure, no one like, is gonna preferably sneak a uh, snack on just a standard Ruffles chip. That's crazy. Talk. Maybe Pringles because Pringles are like in the, in their the, themselves a oh, alternative to well, chips. They're also not legal I do, chips. I do they have not, to, They're crisps. They're crisps. Yeah, I'm they, well aware of this. It is horrible. I do uh, not like original Pringles. Still, really, absolutely no. It's, uh. I could see that. I could see it being a polarizing flavor, but like, <laughs> I will always prefer like. Do you want it like? beef stew chips or do you want regular <laughs> chips i'm like all right give me, give me that beef stew you know i agree it tastes all, like, like undisc like spe- non-specific meat flavor i understand that but still, i mean you know. in this weird scenario where i have before me <laughs> only beef stew and regular lays potato chips i would probably eat the beef stew as well because right. I, I, I'm with you. I, I do By the way, like regular. This brings up an interesting question that I want to pose. And if I, I want to see if anyone that listens to this says yes to this. Does 
Pringles advertises as you should com- you combine our flavors and stack them and take flavor stack bites. So you have three different flavors of Pringles and you take a standard Pringle, then a pizza Pringle, then a cheddar Pringle. Right. And then like combine who has ever done that? Wait, wait, wait. Maybe a six-year-old. Wait. It, it, it's in their advertising. Yeah, in their, in their advertising? Yeah. The Pringles what? wants Pringles is suggesting that people enjoy them because they can stack the separate flavors and eat them together. But I don't think a human being has ever specifically done that. I I will go you're a crazy person if you eat more than one Pringle at once. Okay, well, let's not get judgy. <laughs> of the same flavor, though? No, I never... You eat Pringles one at a time. I you never... Eat chips them. one at a time? Like, I, well, I mean, Pringles just, or chips, whatever. Do you, you, don't, you don't, like, just take... Hand, you just eat, like, mm, all good things in moderation. You just <laughs> one at a time. So, like, if it's... I like if to it's, savor it, he says. If, if, if the chips are in, in, you know, in a bowl... I'll like, you know, I'll eat a couple at a time, but Pringles. But Pringles, I will never eat more than one Pringle at once. It is an uncomfortable feeling. I don't know. Like, I will say I would never eat multiple flavors at once, but um, in Andrew's words, it hit different to um, stack multiple Pringles. Say, yeah. It's a much, it's a much different texture to crunch three pringles uh, and i, and I like can a chip sandwich you know <laughs> yeah if all <laughs> three layers were the same slice I, of bread <laughs> i feel like you're on the border of making pringles argument no because it's insanity it's, it's, to it's crack a, open multiple flavors at once <laughs> make an evening out of it you know it's like a wine, it's like a wine tasting but for pringles that's a terrible <laughs> thing the, the terrible date after the one where I buy the girl a frozen pizza is the one where I crack open a bunch of Pringles cans. No, that was the appetizers. <laughs> Here we have sour cream and onion. We have regular. If you're feeling adventurous, dill pickle. <laughs> you're so exotic. You're so, you're so cultured. I'm gonna feel bad Jeffrey. if there is an entire portion of the cult of like culture that we don't know about where they do take all this very seriously. Like, I met my wife over DiGiorno. <laughs> We sprinkled Pringles on the pizza and ate it. It was delicious. <laughs> Our first kiss was with those weird uh, Pringles duck lips. That I <laughs> As our faces crumbled into each other, we started to cough. I knew she was the one. That disproves Andrew's single chip thing because you know, Andrew, you have made the Pringles duck bill. Yeah, and then I hate Pringles so much. I feel like I've eaten them a lot. Like you keep like (laughs) acting like I feel like your life is like you keep opening doors. It's just a can of Pringles there. No. Listen, of course I've made the duck bill, but then I take one out and eat the top like a normal that human. That is horrible. <laughs> I like Pringles after I've already got some saliva on them. It like, makes the chewing easier. He, says Andrew. Andrew eats Pringles like a fly. He just dissolves them after holding them in his mouth and then slurps them out after. That's it. Uh, it keeps his figure, you know. All right, Wait. so... I can't imagine what minute mark we're at right now. Um, I don't know. We can wrap up. I got a word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, oh. Dan, and for any uh, listeners that don't know, the the last segment we do on the show is um, in order to keep everybody informed, Andrew will bring up a relatively modern new slang word. And we have to do our best to guess what the definition of that word is. We don't have a great hit rate with this. Um, they're, they're surprisingly like the most recent slang word you think, you know, is probably three generations behind what people are saying right now. We found out 
because I've never heard tell of any of these things. <laughs> so he's going to say it, then we're going to make up a definition. Then he's going to tell us the real definition. Then we're going to come up on a scale of one to 10. How much do we like this new generation of slang for this word? Like, yes. Yeah. So this one, you might know this one because I feel like it's been used in reference. This one's been used adjacent to us by us? real person, by real people we know in our lives. So this one oh. is no cap, no cap. So, Oh no. I, okay. I've heard in a sentence. That's the joy of it. Nope. Okay. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think of a definition just off of oh. the existence of no cap. That, that's I've all heard the phrase. Yep. All slump, no cap. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Is is so slump your unrelated? I'm not going to pretend to know because I'm almost thirty. Um, but, <laughs> well, usually um, the game becomes so, you try to think of like what the origin could be and what it could mean. That's usually what I have to end up doing. Yeah. It's like how do you imagine it would be used? Is it like? See, there's three or four different scenarios that I can think of where this would be kind of like irrelevant slang term. So like no cap as in like someone who talks really quickly. So I have time to like capitalize the first letter of a sentence, Okay, so, you know, okay. or like no cap. Like I could say it being a gaming thing for some reason, like because I like I know people play like I've heard people use the term in terms of like RPGs. Before. Oh, that so that that might be a good one. Like no cap. Like There's I didn't no get level shot. cap. I or There's no no level, ca- cap. no level cap. Oh, so this is a phrase I've heard used in that sense, like oh. in this context before. So it's gonna ruin my results. See, okay. I think I heard another. I like Dan's. I don't. So I think I know what it is, but I like Dan's version better because his version has a tie to something logical. No cap <laughs> means no level cap, which means like, oh, there's no cap on that. That yeah. I could see that being used as slang, but I've heard it in terms of like something with honesty. So I think it's like no cap. Oh, I don't know which one it is. It either means something's a lie or something's not a lie. <laughs> um, it's the talk about the Marvel Smack universe now that Captain America is oh, dead. Of course. <laughs> and the no cap saga. And the reason I hate modern slang is that there's no logical connections to be made. So I couldn't use the term oh, to right. guess what it means. Uh, it's, but that's just a hat. Caps are just hats. Or, uh, I don't know. Um, it's about Jason Statham. That guy <laughs> wears no cap. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to say that no cap means... I'm not a liar. Wow. In a very first for two and a half pastors, <sighs> Tom Rhonda guessed Ooh. the true meaning of a oh, word. That's so no sad. explanation. Why it's, is that? It means it's like no cap means no lies. It's no, nothing like that. Uh, the etymology I could find was um, it's about like people who kind of tried to capitalize on fake fame. So like, you would oh, be like, okay. oh, look at yeah. look at all this money I've earned. Look at all these nice things I have. And so it's like I'm capitalizing on this thing. Okay. So, so it's no short cap. for no capitaliza- capitalization? In a, in a way, roundabout way, that's how it got there. there uh, it was, makes okay. me like it slightly more, I guess. So okay. no cap. I'm not a that liar. Makes, and that so makes a lot of sense to me. The phrase Tom said, no cap, no cap pre-schlump is the what it is, is not going to lie, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. No oh, it's pre-schlump? Yeah, no cap, no cap, pre schlump. Like okay, that's is pre of, short for pretty now? 
Yeah, not gonna lie, I'm pretty tired. But that only I in that context. That. Only in that context. But no cap means no lies, which this is I I do not like the word no cap. I don't like no cap. So I'm on like a four for this. This one gets a four rating. What do you rate them out of what? We rate them out of ten. Out of um, ten. So I slide. would have given it a three, but now that there is a slight etymology, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Okay. I give okay. that one a five because I, it's nice to say it's snappy. It's quick. That's it true. It's a point across. And if the people you're talking to, you know what you're talking about. It's like, I could see that. Like I could, I could see someone, a younger me or something throwing that into a sentence. Like, yeah, man, no cap. Like Ooh, that's still five. only a five. Yeah. Um, the reason it's a five is that I feel like it's one of those terms that's going to die off. Mm. Cause there's going to be a much mm. better, better sounding, more logical, no lie that's going to come up. Um, and I also feel like it's started a little too far from its original meaning. I actually kind of like that, like no cap. Like this is, this isn't me trying to like cat, like ride a wave. I'm not trying to catch onto a trend. This is mm-hmm. what I really mean. So I feel what's like, your 10 out of 10 slang? I don't know. I haven't heard it. So we'll see. Oh, okay. Um, so bring me on every week just for this segment. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll find a 10 out of 10 slam. As usual, I'll ham. Um, <laughs> I'll wrap it by saying because <laughs> it's so stupid. It goes a, a slang that I think is better that I think we should bring back. This is my new mission is to bring back old slang that I think is superior. Kick rocks. I think that's solid. When you what? want someone to get out of there, you say, you know, go kick rocks. And it's like <laughs> Um, every week, Tom's going to visit a nursing home, write down several things they say, <laughs> and see if he can bring one of them back. No, because here's the thing. If I say it to you, you know what it means. If I'm like, Dan, go kick rocks. You know you got to go, get out of there. <laughs> no, no, I got to go kick some rocks. <laughs> you got to go it's kick some rocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening, I guess. Um, follow us on Instagram that we always forget to talk about. Oh, but- man. I was going to intro that in the beginning. We got to get our Instagram oh, followers yeah. up. Um, so yeah. what's the Instagram handle? Do we- uh, two and a half pastors. Uh, and okay, so just look that up. And Dan, what do you have something you want to plug? So, um, are you gonna move this to the front of the episode? <laughs> no, uh, no okay, okay. well, um, so, um, I'm actually the semi regular co host of another podcast called Cinematic Doctrine. Uh, you can find us at cinematicdoctrine.com. We also are on uh, Twitter at, at cinedoctrine, so it's C I N E doctrine. Um, you probably find us at Cinematic Doctrine. Tom was briefly our 100th follower on Twitter. Um, however, if he, someone else comes along and unthrones him as a hundredth follower, they will also get a prize. So don't worry, Tom, we'll still give you a prize, but okay. if you can undo, if you can become our true hundredth follower, um, you will get some sort of prize. Most likely get to pick a movie review. It's a movie podcast though. We do other topics. So thanks for having me on the show guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah, got, everyone listen to this just to make Travis feel very self-conscious over why everyone liked this episode so much. <laughs> There's so like just, a spike of 2,000, 3,000 listeners. Yeah. Then it dips next week when I'm not here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, for, bring that Dan guy back. Uh, just for everyone following, I'm now Cinedoctrine's 100th follower oh. on Twitter. So, uh, no, hold I on, just I'm Where is it? I gotta unfollow. His, um, his Twitter account with seven... He's following seven accounts, including... <laughs> Me, I'm not gonna say the other followers because it's <laughs> embarrassing. You have two followers, uh, one that it looks like a fake profile, another one, <laughs> uh, some person named Sarah. I don't know who that is. Well, Probably, yeah, 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 man. Twitter is not my domain, I, I only <laughs> have all you back. 
I only have my following is the setup. Like when it makes you, it makes you follow a certain number of people when you set up. So I clicked random ones and uh, uh, that's why I Well, have. on that note, um, <laughs> but, yeah. Andrew, what movie, what movie do you want us to review on oh, Cinematic yeah. Doctrine? What movie do I want you to review? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to see what you've, what you've already reviewed. Okay. Because uh, part of me wants you to review the worst movie of all time, Trolls 2. That's a great um, movie. So Troll that two. would be. Well, you better subscribe to his podcast <laughs> to find out, guys. <laughs> Troll 2. It was the cliffhanger. So, yeah. All right. All right. See you guys next week. Hopefully, Travis is here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>